Hello, this is Pastor Bob Gray. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast here at Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. I trust the services will be a blessing to you. If I can do anything for you, please let me know. You can find our information on the website at ebclongview.com. Let's go right into the services of Emmanuel Baptist Church. Enjoy God's Word. So anyway, I'm going to be in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 1. So I'll give you a moment to flip to it. There's a few pages before you get in there. Sometimes they're, they're a little fickle in getting to that first, first uh, chapter there. Um, as I walked in, of course, the pulpit wasn't here. Then Brother Connor Woods decided to pull a joke with me. He's like, hey, look, they removed the pulpit so that we'll be able to see you. And I was like, hey, I appreciate that. So I hope you guys can still see me as I stand here. I, I am not very tall, but I think I, I clear it just barely. So uh, awesome. Uh, like I said, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to begin reading here in just a moment. Uh, I do want to go ahead and open up in a word of prayer, though. So let's go ahead and bow our heads, close our eyes. Let's have a word of prayer. Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Thank you for the freedom that you give us to worship you. I pray, Lord, as, uh, as I get up here to preach, uh, that you'd use me, that you'd have me to say what you need me to say. Lord, that your Holy Spirit would go further, and that you would speak to the hearts and the minds of the people that are listening. And I pray that, uh, Lord, you do what needs to be done, whether it be encourage, convict, uh, exhort, whatever the case may be. Lord, I pray that you would do that in, uh, tonight, and that we would be receptive to you. I ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're in Genesis chapter 1. Uh, if you're there, say, I'm there. There we go. So we're going to read, I'm going to read the uh, entire chapter real quick. So let's just go through this. Bear with me because I do want to, uh, and, and as you, and as you uh, look through this, just, just open up your eyes to it and really focus on what's being said. I know, and then when I, uh, preparing for this sermon, I was opening up, I'm like, Lord, I'm about to go through the book again, the Bible. I pray, Lord, that just as I open up, Lord, you would show me something I haven't seen before. Because I don't know, many of us have probably read Genesis 1 many more times than we can count. And I just, as we go through it, just listen to what the Bible says, and uh, then we'll, we'll get into the sermon. So in Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was, out with, was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness, and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And in the evening... And the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let, the firm, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. And God called the firmament heaven, and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called the seas, called he the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. Verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night let, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God said, and God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night, and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. 
And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life, and fowl that may fly above the heaven in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales uh, and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let the fowl, let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let, their, let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing, and the beast of the earth after his kind, and it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and the cattle after their kind, and everything that creepeth upon the earth after his kind, and God saw that it was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image, and after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and of every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which, in the which is the fruit of, the, of a tree yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Thank you for bearing with me as I read through all those 31 verses, and we're going to get into it now. Of course, we just read the, the creation account. We find, of course, the beginning of time itself is recorded here. God goes through and gives us detail of what exactly he took the time to, to create, what he spoke into existence, and of course, how he made man in his, in his own image, and he made him from the dust of the ground with his own hands and breathed in him the breath of life. So we walk through the six days of creation and how the Lord builds the most perfect place in all of history. However, if we look deeper, we will see that there's more to this passage than just the fact of creation. In this passage, we can see that God's, God's consideration, his care, and his provision for his most prized creation, which, of course, is mankind. So in the beginning, we, of course, see the earth was without form and void. Um, so in this case, am I on here? In this case, there was no form, there's no void. You just imagine it's completely, take this auditorium, let's confine earth to this auditorium. You take this auditorium, you take all the seats out, you take all the carpet out, you take all the walls out. It, basically, let's just give it a ceiling just for, the, just for the sake of it. It's completely dark in here, and it's just, just water. There's nothing in here. There's nothing you could do in here that would have any purpose. There'd be no benefit to being in this room. There's nothing you can accomplish in here. You can't see anything. You can't, you can't live in here. You can't sit. You can't sing. You can't do anything. There's nothing in here. It's without form. It's without void. There's no purpose for anything here. And God gave, of course, you see there, he made, he, uh, he gave the light. He spoke light into existence. The earth was, uh, was, out, was without form and void, uh, and there was no light. So, but then, of course, we know here that God created light. So, boom, there is something there now. We finally have something. And in doing that, he made, he said, evening and the morning were the first day. God created light, but he also created time. And time was, of course, very important. And I, while I was studying this out, just to, I won't give the whole, the whole spill I gave to my wife because she was like, okay, really, you're going to tell me all this about time? Because I went for like 20 minutes on the concept of time, and she was getting kind of annoyed by it. But anyway, the concept of time, it, without time, just think about it, for example, everything would either not exist at all or everything would exist all at once at the same place. Everything, everywhere, 
all at once in the same place. It's kind of crazy. Everything would exist at the same time because you couldn't have something exist here and there because traveling from here to there would be a form of time. Everything would exist on top of itself. And just the, you don't think about that all the time, but God had to create time so we could even, we could just, we could sort out what's going on around us. If there were no time, we could not function the way we function. Our whole life depends on time. And that was something we don't think about all the time is I went through it and I was like, wow, to be able to have Imagine every, just to confine it to your life, every event that's ever happened in your life, every place that you have ever been, every location, every person you've ever met, and you pile it all on top of each other, and you see all of it, and you think all of it, and you hear all of it, and you're at that place all at the same time. You would be overwhelmed. You wouldn't know what happened or what, what's going on. You wouldn't know what, understand. And I think about, again, God's omniscience and his omnipresence and how, and how, just how much that makes him even greater than in my mind that I didn't realize is like, wow, him to be able to be everywhere, to know everything past, present, and future, and be able to sort it out and say, this is what happened here, this is what happened, is going to happen here, and this is what's happening now, and this is where this is, and that's where this person's at, and, this, and he knows everything, and he's able to sort through that. And so that was just one thing. That was a little bit longer than I planned on talking about it, so I won't, again, I'm going to stop there for, before, I, before I bore you with the concept of time. But anyway, so there was no time, there was no light. And, of course, we see that God made light. He spoke light into existence. He saw the light, and he said it was good. And God made a distinct, distinction between the light and the darkness. He called the, day, he called the light day, and he called the, night, the dark night. And at this point, there was no sun. So, I mean, there is, there is that, uh, that debate on what the light was. I mean, maybe it was just a light God decided to have in existence just for the time being until he got to the day he created the sun. Or maybe it was his own glory shining onto, onto the earth and giving that light. We don't know. But at the same time, God can do whatever he wants. So he, he put light in the world even without a sun. So God made a distinction between the light and the darkness, and he called it the first day. Then we see that God created the firmament in verses 6 through 8. Um, this firmament is... Uh, Basically, to sum it down, it is he separated the waters from the waters and he made way for land. He made room for land to exist. So he made the heaven, of course, the visible sky. The, the heaven is the abode of the stars. And God separated the waters from the waters. This was to make the world inhabitable. God was clearing the way for land. And then in verses 9 through 13, we see that God created land. God moved the waters to one place. God brought forth the land. And God commanded that the earth bring forth grass, herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit. There was... Um, at this place, at this time, there was finally a place to live. Before, if you were introduced on day one, imagine you were introduced on day one. Well, great, there's light, but there's nowhere to stand. There's nowhere to go. You don't have anything to do. There's no purpose for you being there. So you don't have anywhere to be. Day two, the firmament, okay, great. So it's less water, but there's still water here, but I've got nowhere to stand. So it's like, okay, they're still not ready for you. So then in day three, God created land. He's finally made a place where people could live at some point. The plants were the source of food for all that would live. And without plants, another thing, there would be no oxygen, therefore no life. So we think about these things now. If Adam and Eve knew this at the time, I have no idea. But that God was creating a way for people to live there. And then God, of course, after he created, the, uh, after he created land, God created the sun, moon, and stars. God gave the lights and the firmaments to, take, to make a distinction between day and night. God gave the light to be a sign and to identify seasons, days, and years. God gave us the calendar in this time. So not only did he give us time on day one, now he's given us a way to, 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 distinct, to make a distinction between days and, and months and years and keep record of time. So God get, get, did that for us before he introduced mankind. So God gave a... Uh, God made the, he gave us for identify seasons, days, and years. Uh, without the sun, here's another thing I was doing as I was studying this out. 
is what's the importance of the sun? What was the importance of the day? What was the importance of the time? Without the sun, let's just take the sun out of, okay, the world's had the sun all this time. Take the world, take the sun out of the, out of the, out of the solar system now, and what happens? Well, I was doing a study, and it said that basically within just a few months, the world as a whole would go to about negative 400 degrees Fahrenheit, just like that, in less than a few months. So, of course, God has put that sun into, into place to be, able to be able to maintain life here. And it's another thing that God's just making sure everything's taken care of. And I am going somewhere with this, so just hey, bear with me and hang on. Uh, God gave the light, as I said, uh, for the to seasons, days, and years. He gave the sun for the source of heat. Uh, without, without the sun, earth would become a frozen wasteland. And without the sun, we would have no light to rule the day. Okay, and then um, next, God created the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea. God commanded that uh, the fish and the fowl reproduce after their kind, and then he would give dominion over, uh, God would give Adam dominion over all this soon, uh, very soon. So then God created all land creatures and man, verses 24 to 31. God made all the land creatures, and then God created mankind last. He created, his, he created man in his own image. God created man in his own, with his own hands and breathed the breath of life into man, and man became a living soul. And this is where I really got into it, and this is the, kind of the premise for the whole sermon is God took the time to create everything before he created man. Mankind was the last, last creation God introduced to the world. And I was like, I was like that it made sense. Oh, God was only doing this for the consideration and the provision and the, for the purpose for us. God wasn't going to introduce us somewhere we couldn't thrive or survive. God made the time. God made the day. He made the night. He made the sun, the sun, moon, and stars. He made land. He gave us all that before he ever introduced Adam to the world. And not only that, not, he's now here. He's about to introduce man, but he's already created all the land animals and all the other things. And now he's given, as soon as Adam arrives on the scene, he's like, hey, here's a place for you to live. Here's the air for you to breathe. Here's the sun to keep you warm. And then he's like, and here's a job for you to do, keep yourself busy. And he said, name all the animals and take, uh, take care of that. Name, name all the animals for me. So God commanded to, uh, Adam to subdue the earth, for God had given man dominion over it all. And I'm going to get down to the application now. It's going to be very simple. I'm just going to go right through it. Before God ever introduced mankind, like I said, God first finished creating and setting everything else up. So it was ready when he created mankind. God does the exact same thing for us today. We all have those dreams, goals, and places we want to reach or we want to be. However, we must realize that everything is in God's timing. God will introduce us to the world that we're truly, when we're truly ready. In this passage, we can see how God is preparing our world. First off, my first, we see God's consideration. God's consideration. And like I mentioned earlier, what if God brought Adam into the world on day two? He would have had no land to, to place his feet on, no oxygen to breathe, no sun to keep him warm. Everything God created before, uh, uh, everything God created before he created man had a purpose. God considered Adam and what he would need to live long before he ever created him and introduced him to the world. And how many times have you're like, I want to get there. I want to be here. I want to have this job or I want to live in this place or I want to live in this. I want to have this amount of money or this kind of wealth or I want to have, be in that relationship. But God's, God's still working out the details for you. He's still building your world before he can introduce you to it. Because if he, if he introduced you now, well, you wouldn't be ready. You would, you would fail. You, would, you wouldn't survive in that world, in that situation. And God's taking the time in the, with his consideration to make it, make it uh, where, you can, where you can live there. So we see God's consideration, then God's provision. 
God made provision for Adam. He created the grass, herbs, and fruit tree. Not only did Adam need to, this air to, need to, have, this to have air to breathe, but he also needed it for food, for nourishment. God took the time to prepare a place where every need Adam would have would be met. So not, God, not only is Adam able to survive in the world, but he's able to thrive in this world. God's not going to introduce you to any area where you're ill-prepared, where you cannot handle it, where you can, you're just slipping by. No, God's going to give you the place where you can live or you can make it, but then he's going to give you a place where you can succeed. And I think of the verse that says, God before us, who could be against us? If God's on your team and if you're living in God's world and you're in God's will and you're going at God's timing, well, then just trust me. Trust what the Bible says, that you are going to be blessed and you're going to be able to thrive and you're going to be able to succeed through God and his plan. So God made provision for Adam. Uh, God took the time to prepare a place where every need Adam would have would be met. And God's preparing the same for you. Whatever that case may be, whatever it is that's that next for you, that I, if I could just be here, or if I could be doing that, or if I could do this, or I could be with that person, whatever the case may be, God's working out the details for you. And you've got to trust that his timing is best. Because if he introduced you now, you wouldn't survive. Or if he introduced you now, you would not, you would not succeed, whatever the case may be. God is working it out for you, and you've got to trust his timing. So God's, God's consideration, God's provision, and then God's purpose. Every, even after God considered what man would need to survive and after God made provisions for what man would need to thrive, God still had one more thing to put in place before introducing Adam to this world. God gave Adam a purpose. God created all the animals and gave Adam dominion over them all. God gave the, Adam the responsibility of naming every single animal, Adam would have been alone with no dominion or purpose if God introduced him before he had created the, the animals. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Uh, the way God considered and provided and gave Adam a purpose is the same thing that God does for us today. Sometimes we feel that maybe God's timing isn't perfect. Why isn't he allowing this? Or why did he take this from me? Or what's going on? Well, we've got to just know that God knows best. God, God is able to be that, um, that omnipotent and omniscient and know everything and be everywhere. He's able to sort through our timeline and know when we need to be introduced to what and what needs to come into our life at that time. The way God considered, he'll do it for Adam, he'll do it for you. Maybe we wish that God would introduce us to that new, new world that we want to get into. What world is it that you're wanting to rush into that God hasn't done creating for you yet? Is it a relationship? Is it a career? Is it wealth? Is it a degree? Is it even a ministry? What is that next in your life that you're just like, if I could get there or be that? Perhaps this dream of yours is, in fact, the will of God. This is something that God is going, that you feel that God wants this for you to have it. But maybe it's not his timing yet. God's, God's will, I mean, uh, we got to keep pushing. If we keep pushing our way and not allowing God to keep, uh, finish creating our world for us, it's not going to end well. God is not punishing us when he's making us wait. He's watching out for us. If God let you into the world before he was done creating it, we would be in total darkness. We would be cold, we would be hungry, we would be alone, and we would have no guide, and we would have no purpose. Sometimes we wonder, why is God making me wait? We think or we are ready to take that next step. We're ready to jump out, take a jump out and, or jump in, but the Lord has not finished creating our world. 
Be patient and wait on God. That's pretty much the message tonight. It's super simple. Be patient and wait on God. Take encouragement in that God has not forgotten you. God knows where you are. God knows who you are. And God knows what's best for you. All he wants is what's best for you. He's not trying to punish you by, oh, you've got, oh, you made the mistake on Thursday. I'm going to make you wait till at least the next Wednesday before you get into that. Or, oh, you made that horrible mistake? Well, you're going to have to pay for it for the next 10 years of your life. God doesn't look at you that way. God wants the best for you, and if you just trust God, God will, God will bless you, and he will introduce you at the best time possible. Before God puts you somewhere, he's going to give you a way to see. God will give, will give you a, a land to walk on. God will give you a sustainable environment for you to live and breathe in. God will provide for you. God will give you direction and guidance. God will empower you, give you a purpose for being there. God's timing is perfect. God's way is perfect. Another thing that I found very interesting is that Adam probably did not realize all of these things that God set up for him. And that made me think, how many times have I been in a situation in life where, man, things are just going my way, but I, and I was like, man, I w maybe I wanted to be there sooner, but God made me wait, and then I'm finally here. And it's like, man, this is, this is working out. Why couldn't have God put me here six months ago? And I'm, I don't even realize all the things in the background that God put in, like the oxygen that Adam was breathing. What is back there that God put in my world that I don't even realize is there? But if it wasn't there, I would not be living in, this, in the situation or the world that I'm living in. And that, whoa, man, man, I know what I'm doing. I have, I have this degree or I have this kind of grades or I have this kind of job. I have this much money in my bank account. But all in, this, all in the background, God's like, you don't even see all the things that I set up back here for you to be able to walk in and be successful and thrive and to survive in this world. God, Adam may not have known that the oxygen, they, the plants were giving him oxygen or that the sun was keeping him warm. God, he may have not known that, but God, God knew, and God knew what he needed before he got there, and God put it in place. So God will cre create that sustainable environment for you. Perhaps, he, as I said, Adam did not even know the sun's presence was keeping him, or keeping him from freezing to death. With this in mind, as again, how many things are in your life that, you're, that maybe you're unaware of? That, hey, God, God, God put that in my life. Or you don't even know it, but just my point is keep, it, keep that in your mind that, hey, God, God knows what's coming. God knows when I need to be there. God knows I'm going to get there when he's ready for me to get there. And don't rush that thought. Don't force your way or manipulate your way into making something happen sooner because it's not, it won't end well for you if you take, take the wheel from God, that's for sure. So we do not even realize what goes into the world that we're waiting for God to introduce us to. If you find yourself getting impatient or frustrated that God has not introduced you to the world you want to be in, take encouragement in the fact that God loves you and he's putting everything in order for you so you have everything you need when the time comes. And that, and that is, that is the, probably the only thing you can, if you don't, if you don't know, if you're trying to walk by faith, not by sight, that's the one thing you can take encouragement in is, hey, God knows what he's doing. And yes, is it hard sometimes to, to take your hands off? For me, I like to be, I like to be in control of my environment. I like to like, okay, this is how it's going to play out. I think try to think as far ahead as I can and think of all the things that could possibly go wrong and then plan for all those things. But, you know, sometimes I've got to take my hands off and just trust God knows what's going on. And I'm going to have to just give it over to God. God's going to do what he needs to do. God's going to put me where I need to be. And, th and I've just got to trust God and stop trying to do it all on my own. Don't try and force your way or build the world you think you want. If you try to make your own world, you may think it's great for a while. You might like it for a time, but I can tell you, that God won't be walking in the cool of the evening in your world. God won't be working in the world that you created. God's gonna, God, your, world, your, your life will always be better if you're walking in God's world. 
God came every, of course, until the fall of man. God came every day and he walked with Adam and Eve in the cool of the evening. And that was in the world that God created. If, if, they were to, if, I were to, if I were to get out of the will of God and go do my own thing and I'm getting further and further away from the world God created, well, I'm not going to get to visit with the Lord as much. I won't get to see and talk to the Lord on a daily basis if I'm walking around in my own world and leaving his world behind. His perfect world, the world he created for me, that he's got it set up perfectly as I try to navigate my way through this, for, this void and formless world of just darkness and water, and I'm going to try to make my own way. I'm going to try to make my own sustenance. I'm going to try to make everything work for myself. When I could be walking with God on a daily basis and God could be providing my every need over in his world, I can tell you, you might be drawing it now, and it may, be, it may seem like it's working out for you. Like, man, I made this happen. I did this. Well, it's going, it will fall on its face one day. Only God can sustain a, a, successful, a successful world and lifestyle. God won't work in the world you created, like I said, he will, in the, like he will in the world he creates. You won't enjoy the sweet fellowship of God in the world you create like you will in the world God creates. Maybe if you've been living in a world you've created, you find, you have found, maybe you've found that it's not as beautiful and joyful as you thought it would have been. If you haven't felt that way, trust me, the day will come when you do. Run back to God and his will and enjoy the world that he has created for you. And then lastly, maybe you're here today and you don't even, this doesn't even make sense to you. Like you're, you're not, you don't know Jesus Christ as your savior. You don't know about this whole God's will thing and following God's will and trusting on the Lord and leaning onto him and not our own understanding. It doesn't make sense to you. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you this. There may be some of you right here, like I just said, they don't, this doesn't sound familiar and you don't have Jesus Christ as your savior. Maybe your world is dark, lonely, and you're not sure what your purpose is. Come to Jesus Christ and he will save you today. He promises that in his word. He promises that when you get saved, you are born again and you become a child of God. You are taken out of the darkness and called into his glorious light. The Holy Spirit comes to live on the inside of you and he's your comforter and, he, and your guide. God gives you the purpose that we all so desperately want. After salvation, you don't have to fear anymore. 2 Timothy 1.7 tells us that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Once you trust Christ as your Savior, he will guide you through his life and he will continue through this life and he will continue to work in us. But another great thing is that God starts creating for us is found in John 14. And this is Jesus Christ speaking here. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am there ye may be also. And that's another thing that, one, if you're not saved, you can look forward to when you get saved. Two, if you are saved, that, man, you might, be, you, might have the, you might be living in the will of God and everything's going great. You may not be living in the will of God and things are not going great. But one day, because once saved, always saved, right? One day, no matter what goes wrong in this world, God is, Jesus Christ is preparing another place for us right now. And what a blessing that is to know that, hey, no matter how bad we mess up here, no matter how bad it gets, no matter how much heartache we have, how many burdens we carry, how many things go wrong with our friends or our family or our relationships or our job, whatever the case may be, that, hey, at the end of, it, at the, end of the day, at the end of my life, Jesus Christ is up in heaven. He is creating a place for me, a mansion for me to live with him where I can worship him forever. And he's, he's, got, he's got me on his list. Yep, I'm working on Ethan Metter's mansion right now. And then I'll, I'll jump over to, I'm working on his mansion too. And, and okay, yep, he's, uh, I, yep, 
yep, he'll be here in just a little bit. And God knows, I hope, my, I hope a little bit on God's timeline is several, 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 several years. So let's just go with that a little bit, okay? It's okay. God said he'll be back soon, and it's been, what, 2,000 years? So, I mean, hey, um, I'm hoping it's, it's a little bit out there. So, so uh, just take, take comfort in that as well. No matter how bad it goes here, God, you've got a place in heaven, a place where it will be perfect, where there's no, there's no heartache. There's no burdens. There's no sin. As they were singing tonight, everything, everything is perfect there. There's no problems there in heaven and we'll be with the Lord forever. So if you are saved, trust God to create your world and introduce you to it in his timing. If you're not saved, accept Jesus Christ as your savior and see the beautiful and wonderful world that God will create for you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast of the sermons from Emmanuel Baptist Church of Longview. We trust that the sermons and God's word was a blessing to you and yours. Please visit us at ebclongview.com. If we can do anything for you, please let us know. Have a great day.